Well, last week, we lost a good'un. We lost a man who's known for his comedy stylings. A man that is known for his wacky comedy. That's right, we're talking Fred Willard. And I didn't draw that out because I forgot his name. <laughs> oh, I might have. But, yes, we're talking Fred Willard in one of his most notable roles in film. The movie itself, of course, being Best in Show. We're talking Fred Willard. We're talking dogs. We're talking Christopher Guest mockumentaries. All that shit on a very dog show edition of the review review. Hey, welcome to the Review Review, a show where two small town dudes give your big dumb opinions. I am Troy to the max extreme. And I'm a bloodhound. <laughs> we are doing Christopher Guest's best in show top of the hour to commemorate the passing of Frederick Willard. I don't know if his first name is Frederick. I would like to think so. Uh, uh, we're doing that all at the top of the hour. So if you That's top of the hour bullshit, yeah, Troy. Stay tuned. You, we will get to that. You do not worry about that, listener. This is how it works. Every single episode, we've done many. <laughs> In the hundreds of episodes we've done. Yeah. It's the same every time. You get it. It's a same b- shit, different day. <laughs> That's right. That's what we should change our podcast name to. Same shit, different day. <laughs> yeah. Same old shit. That's our new podcast. <laughs> SOS, same old shit. Uh, tell you what's not the same old shit. This news I got, JT. Oh my God, it wouldn't be news if it was the same. <laughs> Which most of this is probably recycled garbage. Uh, <laughs> uh, I got a lot of HBO Max news this week, JT, because oh, HBO Max launch name. date was actually this day of recording, May 27th. Of our year yes. of the Lord 2020, year of COVID 2020. <laughs> year of COVID. Uh, so today was HBO Max launch day, and people uh, are all abuzz on what what really is the difference <laughs> between HBO Max and the HBO they already pay for. I've kind of already delved this out in a previous episode, but this is the gist of it. HBO Go is for people who have a cable subscription to HBO. Yes. HBO now is your streaming version only. It's like, yeah, it's your Netflix version of it, which is offers the same shit with no cable subscription. That's what I have. Mm -hmm. HBO max for the same price as HBO now offers that it's original series and the Warner Turner, uh, Turner Warner library of movies. But, being that is the main gist of the uh, differences, it doesn't have oh, some things that people were looking for, but it does have some others that find it confusing. So due to licensing deals, it actually doesn't have any of the Dark, Dark Knight series, which is like a big Warner Brothers staple on there. Yeah. <laughs> and Dark was Molly. Oh, Molly's there. Dogs go crazy. And the dogs are going nuts. Dustin <laughs> show coming up. 
Uh, so it doesn't have any of the dark. dog is now squeaking a toy in front of her. <laughs> it doesn't have any of the Dark Knight series on there, even though it does have, like, I guess a title card that shows, like, the Batmobile, like, the Tumblr and stuff on it. Yeah. And then it does have, oddly enough, the Alien series and Dark Phoenix, which technically now are Disney, like, franchises. And those are absent from Disney Plus, so it's a weird okay. little. Let me be honest, though. No Whoa. one wants Dark Phoenix with a fucking ten-foot pole. Oh my gosh! Hot take Molly over here. HTM hot take Molly <laughs> over here. Just call me that thing that goes for you to put www into the browser. That's HTML. <laughs> I thought you wanted me to go to www.hottakemolly, and I do not think <laughs> that would be a That's very appropriate... now, www.hottakemolly. I literally want to see if that's a thing. Don't Troy. Don't Troy. See, they're going to be take... virus. <laughs> Hottakemolly.com. Here we go. Oh, doesn't exist. Your IP can be bought. Hot take Molly. Oh, buy it up right now. Hear that, Molly? <laughs> you can buy it. Cool. Go buy it. Go buy it right now. That's right. Millions of, with my uh, stimulus check, I'll get right on that. <laughs> All right. Very good. That's a cool way to waste it. Screw an OnlyFans account and go for your own website. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do that shit up premium on your own website. <laughs> the hosting fees must be extravagant. <laughs> but you'll be raking the money in, no problem. Don't worry about yeah. it. Um, We're going to be the sexiest site on Squarespace. <laughs> yeah. I, I actually have another bit of HBO uh, Max news. Is that Doom Patrol Season 2 is actually going to premiere on HBO Max as well as the DC Universe streaming app. And yeah. you, you may be, and we, I think we already knew this, but it, it made it perfectly clear today on why it was in some article I read, is that it was a big hit on the DC Universe app, and it made uh, waves when it went over to, like, international Netflix, that it was a very good show. Like, this and the Umbrella Academy, oh. which I'm actually going to be bringing up a little bit later, um were like came out around the same time and were like these weird obscure comic hits that everybody loved and so they're going to put be putting on an hbo max due to its budget concerns that there's not a lot of eyes on that dc universe app <laughs> not a whole lot but like <laughs> you H don't say <laughs> the the hbo max eyes would be more abundant and people will put their you know little peepers on that so they can like dip into that little hbo money to help produce the show, which I think is a good idea because I'm going to get HBO Max because I already pay for now and I don't know why I wouldn't pay for something that gives you more for the same price. So I'm going to check it out and uh, maybe I'll give a full rundown next week on what I think of the app. That's exciting. Well, stuff. I'll give my partial rundown tonight. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Uh, 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 and we all know. Hashtag release the Snyder Cut made waves last week because that's all the internet was talking about. <laughs> but come 2020, you will actually see the original cut of Zack Snyder's Justice League movie, blah, 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 blah. Including yeah. the original villain that was going to be in it, Darkseid, not Steppenwolf. 
And apparently even today, Zack Snyder tweeted a picture of actually Darkseid in it in place of Steppenwolf. I don't know if it was yeah. a clever bait-and-switch, but actually, they're going back even like a week previous, there was a man named Ray Porter who tweeted like, all right, I can finally say it. I'm not under some weird stipulation where I can't anymore, but I played Darkseid in Justice League, and I can finally come oh, out and say something. Shit. And so, yeah, he went uncredited in obviously the the theatrical version we already saw because they replaced him with all CG. But yeah, he, yeah. I, he must, I don't know if he did the voice and mocap for it. I'm not sure, like a whole Thanos type deal, but yeah, they had a whole actor for Darkseid in it completely cut from the movie. So maybe this uh, yeah. Snyder cut will be interesting. Who knows? I can only imagine it's going to be roughly the same. <laughs> so oh, I'm sure, I'm sure we're going to talk about it and I can't fucking wait. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, same here, right? Another argument to get into. <laughs> and then it sounds like Dave wants to be a part of it, so now it's going to be like a three-way argument. Oh, my God. I've, I have a big feeling I'm going to just be in the middle of you two, that he's going to fucking love it, you're going to fucking hate it. I'm going to be like, guys, it's completely fine and watchable. <laughs> guys, the sun will rise tomorrow. <laughs> That's all right. It's all right. Uh, more news, JT. Uh, I yeah. brought up the Umbrella Academy just mere minutes ago. The Umbrella Academy Season 2 trailer is actually going to drop the day this drops. Coincidence? Yes. <laughs> but uh, that's going to be coming soon to Netflix. So mark your calendars for that. Mark your Netflix for that. Uh, I'm lo really looking forward to Season 2. So I'm really looking forward to this trailer that's going to be dropping. And uh, yeah. maybe we'll talk about it a little bit next week. I know they did a little bit of a uh, like a quarantine teaser where it's just everyone in their house dancing. Very good. That was that was fun. <laughs> that sounds very Umbrella Academy. Yeah, they're like dancing with like signs about when it's coming out. Which uh, uh, when is it coming out? I can't remember. I have no idea. Not a clue. I don't know. October maybe, maybe it was the date for the fucking trailer. I don't know. But they were dancing with a sign that had a date on it. <laughs> very good. Uh, last bit of news I have here, JT, that the Hollywood Foreign Press Association, HFPA, to abbreviate that, actually changed its rules for this next upcoming Golden Globes due to possibly something that happened in The Mandalorian. So Pedro Pascal played the titular Mandalorian in The Mandalorian, <laughs> And yeah. he would not have been eligible for a Golden Globe Award for Best Actor because he technically almost didn't appear in the show. But due to his one appearance and the fact that he did actually play the Mandalorian under the armor sometimes, <laughs> that he is now eligible for a Golden Globe Award. But he and he not just for like a voiceover award or anything like that. Which I'm, I'm thinking that he mostly voiced it. He wasn't in that armor a whole lot. Um, except yeah. for like that last episode of the season one. Spoilers if you haven't seen it yet. But uh, So just because of that one moment where he took off his mask at the end, now he's eligible <laughs> for a Golden Globe Award and like this uh, HFPA totally changed the rules so anything that's kind of like this now can go on winning for Best Actor Awards in the future. What's your thoughts on that? Uh, I like it. I like, yeah, he was good in this past season. I, I was expecting you to say something like they made up a category like best concealed actor. <laughs> best Mandalorian. 
<laughs> Best fully armored actor. <laughs> well, so I, I mean, I think it's fair, but at the same time, like he, I don't think he was in that thing more than 50% of the time. Yeah. So, Maybe for him to be nominated, but if he would win Best Actor in a Golden Globe and he was not even in it half the time, I think it's kind of bullshit. Yeah, and I don't know, like, acting is such a, the idea of acting is is such a, to your own interpretation kind of thing, where it's like, there's been people that have, like, that have been asking for years, like, why aren't, like, uh, voices for animated characters uh, up for like best actor right and stuff like that yeah. and it's like i don't know in a way they do it they make a point where it's like they in a way they kind of create the character through their voice and technically that is acting yeah so like they don't really get a lot of recognition for what they do too i know i uh am in love with like voice actors and i i'm a trumpet for them anytime it's ever brought up on the show but like i wish that was like a category because they not only do at least one character usually they do about 50 (laughs) they have to learn how to like sing in that voice sing as an impersonation of another person whilst like it's it's in crazy like the levels of separation like a voice actor has to do and it's weird that in such like the last like 10 years or so just celebrities has overtaken them in like animated features and stuff which some of them don't even have like a recognizable voice, so why have them in it anyway, and not just get a, an accomplished voice Wait. actor to come in and do like however many parts? You know what I mean? So, go voice actors and yeah, Pedro Pascal and Colin for especially, <laughs> especially like if voice actors were like more recognized, maybe we would could actually cast animated films better than just getting recognizable names, right? There's yeah. a lot of people that get cast in animated movies that suck. Yeah, yes, that are just awful. There's some that like their voice is so just non-descriptive, and there's no eccentricity to it. Like it's not like a Gilbert Gottfried, you know what I mean? It's just like if I was a voice actor and this was my fucking normal voice, <laughs> nobody would care. Like I have a great affinity for it, and I can change my voice to be. A lot of goofy stuff to get a good rise out of the kids, but I don't know if I could actually yeah. be a voice actor. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's, I don't know. It, voice acting is so interesting to just uh, think about because it's like there's so many actors that try to create a voice for animation and it does not work. No. Like, it really, it really like creates the spectrum of how good they are when you just hear their voice and you're like, oh, you're just a, good actor you're not a good voice actor yeah (laughs) yes for sure or they get somebody like beyonce to be in the big blockbuster and it's like wow you're you just read these lines today (laughs) like when she was in fucking lion king horrible yeah Uh, anyway that's (laughs) that's all my news well all right let me Pull up what small bits of news I have. <laughs> and I'll tell you, it's not a lot. <laughs> I'll tell you what. It's it's getting to be that uh, unofficial summertime. Uh, and it is, once again, scorching hot in this room. 
that ceiling fan I put yep. in does barely anything. And I have that window fan unit in just pushing hot air into me right now. God. Yeah, that's the one thing I don't miss about recording at your house is that I'm sitting in a nice, cool, air-conditioned living room. <sighs> Fuck. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh, to uh, ride more off of your uh, DC-type news, Troy, uh, I guess Henry Cavill has been in talks in returning as Superman in future Warner Brothers properties. I'm guessing maybe this might be from uh, the whole Snyder Cut thing, that they might need him to <laughs> film more shit. <laughs> I, so I looked up more about that, uh, having actors come back. Apparently they aren't having any of the main cast return. So I don't know what they need that huge budget for, unless they need to do a ton of CG work. And in a fairly yeah. short amount of time, but, but yeah, I uh, saw a ton of Henry Cavill stuff too. I think it was when they were doing like a, uh, what was it like a a some rewatch or something like that, and Henry Cavill like joined the Zoom thing, and then like that whole got the yeah. that got the internet all roaring up again. Like, yeah, he wasn't really a bad Superman. They just didn't have a lot to do, <laughs> or they didn't understand the character at all. I completely agree. Like, I would love to see him be, like, a great Superman. Like, <laughs> have, like, a great script and have him be... I think he's got the 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 face. He's got the bod. He's got the face and the bod. And he's. I feel like he's got the right temperament. I just haven't seen it yet, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, make it happen. For sure. That's all your news? <laughs> Uh, I got one more thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, apparently, uh, there is going to be a, a girl with a dragon tattoo uh, TV series on Amazon, which is going to center around the uh, one of the main characters from it, Elizabeth Salander. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was like a movie that came out. I think it was like two years ago where they tried to do this, and it wasn't good. So I don't know how this is going to turn out. <laughs> was it the American remake of it or something like that? Or something else? Um, I don't know. Well, yeah, it was the American remake. It's like It was the one that starred uh, the chick that played the queen and the crown. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. I, I like those movies just fine. I... I don't know. They're a tad harsh for me to sit down and just, <laughs> just watch. But uh, yeah, they're they're good. I mean, there's plenty of other things to you can you can do out there, like make your own stuff. You don't have to just continually go back and remake stuff all the time. But you know, what do I know? Yeah, <laughs> I know. And I feel like, especially with like this series, it feels like they're forcing a lot out of it. And yeah. it's like it's not like it's that exciting of a series <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean like yeah elizabeth salander is kind of interesting but it's she's not like holy shit she's the most interesting person ever yeah yeah I, but yeah. It, they, it's like it's like a well they always go back to and then they're like oh 
people stopped giving a shit like 10 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, this kind of didn't work the last time, but it will this time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. they It's like everything that Hollywood does nowadays. <laughs> but we'll see. It's going to yeah. be on Amazon. So we'll see. Maybe maybe something will come out of it. Who knows? Maybe a, a spark will be there that wasn't there before, eh? Yes. All right. Like uh, it always is. It yeah. always works. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, I think that leads us right into it's done. Is that you correct? You know it's done. You know it's done. You know it's done. Uh, <laughs> is, that the, is that the theme song? Right? <laughs> nope. <laughs> you, know, you know it's done. <laughs> Uh, I only have one trailer. I, I would assume you have the same one. Uh, yes, I do. Uh, is it Tenet? It is. <laughs> Very good. Uh, the newest uh, trailer, trailer number two for Tenet. Uh, I have no idea what's going on in this movie. <laughs> yeah. And uh, did you hear what the runtime is for this fucking thing? No. Three hours and 12 minutes. Shut the fuck up. God. <laughs> you. Uh, Christopher Nolan has some gall. This better be the best goddamn movie I've ever seen. What the fuck? What are you going to. What do you have to say for three hours and 12 minutes? Is there no rules anymore? What is happening? What do you have to say? <laughs> the Bible's not three hours and 12 minutes. <laughs> I. Oh, that is disheartening. That news right there. Oh well, uh, yeah, so it's gonna be three hours and twelve minutes. And uh, I mean, I like Christopher Nolan movies. Same. And uh, this does it, it is interesting, but it's God. It it could like <laughs> I'm hoping it's good, but <laughs> right? there's so much shit in here where it's like borderline pretentious. What? Well, did you hear about that thing that uh, even the people who acted in it didn't actually know what it was about? <laughs> so apparently, the script was so convoluted and the takes were so weird that even they didn't know what the fucking movie was about. I don't so, doubt yeah. it. I don't doubt it. Like, I yeah. usually give him the benefit of the doubt, right? That he can make a pretty decent movie. And he's great at making up new properties. He's not just going back to the well or whatever. But this... I don't know. I understand a dream and a dream, and I get like what black yeah. hole time thing that they're doing with Interstellar and whatever. Yeah, but now now it's like diving into shit where it's like time isn't time. Like, what's time? Time's not a thing. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> the effects are cool. Yeah, they are. But I'm like, so wait, so he's playing out events that have already taken place? Maybe I guess. <laughs> And if maybe so, it then, takes three why hours. Why does he even give a shit? Maybe it takes three hours to get his premise across of like what he's trying to do here, and then by the three-hour mark, you're like, oh, okay. And then there's twelve minutes of movie. Maybe he's trying to outdo Memento, where he's going to play it backwards. Actually, play it backwards. <laughs> oh shit. Uh, well, the the one thing that uh, my step. Uh, dad, or not my stepdad, my uh, father-in-law uh, was all up my ass about because he, like, spied on the set. <laughs> this was the plane crash that happens at the end of this trailer. Uh, apparently, yeah. well, he works for the airline industry, so he's on this, like, 
he got to be able to go to the set where they just like took this old plane and just crashed it into this like big hangar that they made for it. And he like sent me pictures every day of the <laughs> of the new stuff that happened, like when they were building it to the point where they shot it at night and the next day it was all destroyed. Like so that was kinda cool to have background on that, but I have no idea what he was talking about until I finally saw this trailer today. Like eight months later <laughs> so yeah, i did mark out for that because i remember you getting the phone call from your father-in-law talking about that shit and yeah. i was like "Ooh, i knew that was gonna happen <laughs> but i mean it's got a great cast uh yeah i'm the ex- cast is badass in it i'm excited fucking denzel's son and fucking robert pattinson and michael kine <laughs> M- michael kine <laughs> But I, uh, I have no idea what, what, if there's like some sort of weird super power in this or it's like a supernatural thing going on, government conspiracy. Yeah. Not a clue. So I guess I'll it be surprised. It is like, this is drug fueled. It feels so drug fueled. <laughs> like when he's like doing that shit where he's like, you're not shooting the bullets, you're catching them. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Granted, it looks great. It looks cool. All that stuff that's like it does. I don't think we're supposed I, to be I here yet. To, I want to seem like I, I want to seem like seem like I'm coming off as the biggest prick because I'm shitting on something that's probably really good. Right. But this trailer makes me think, what the fuck is this even going to be? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that three-hour runtime now is just like, goddamn. Yeah. Especially if it's three hours. Like, if it gets to a point where it's like, I still don't know what the fuck is happening, and there's an hour left in this fucking goddamn novel of a movie. Uh, Well, time will tell. Huh? Time will tell. Time will tell. Uh, Well, hey, I'm going to... Uh, refreshing myself with a cool beverage. Do you want to get into the tournament of random movies? Boy, do I. Well, we're on the last semifinal match, and it's been a knockdown dragout fight uh, down to where our our good friend Ramonda Shaw even <laughs> andied up her unborn child for <laughs> Sauer to win. Oh, yeah. And uh, guess what? It's at a standstill. That's right. It came out dead heat. That's right. It's a tie between Saw and Grand Budapest Hotel. So we have our official tiebreaker, Sea Danger. That's right. And I know you have the answer to that question, Troy. I do have the answer. What did you pick? Well, I just want to back up a little bit and build attention. Because, like, earlier today, well, for a while, like, I think... I don't even remember what was winning when I voted. But one was in, like, in a pretty pretty decently not a whole lot and then even today it was tied up 50 50 over some like back and forth throughout the week and so we retweeted it a bunch of times and it got like quite a few more votes and i thought what i what i thought was gonna win grand budapest hotel ended up just tying again right at the very end with saw right at like the last minute that was (laughs) insane and i'm like oh my god well it comes down to the tiebreaker and here we go Sea Danger has the tie-breaking vote, and she said, Grand Budapest Hotel. Oh, no. I know. <laughs> it was... And the child is heartbroken. <laughs> but, I mean, with that, so that goes on to the finals now, Grand Budapest Hotel. 
But let's not just count Saw out yet. We've got something in the works that might... Uh... Yeah, we just talked about something earlier today that could be fun for the future. <laughs> so, uh, Rita, if you're, if you're distraught, just hit us up. We'll let you know. It's, yeah. it, it'll be a good time. Don't worry about it. <laughs> but with that being said, we're down to the finals of this. This is probably the most probably bloody fight of the <laughs> review review turn random movies nine people are really planting their flags in some movies that i don't think they cared about up until this point no. they are standing some of these movies harder than <laughs> than anything ever for no reason like I can, almost, I can almost guarantee that king kong eric has never given a second thought to brewster's million <laughs> up until this point and now it's like his favorite movie ever. <laughs> oh, yeah. And we'll go down into his grave <laughs> with him. <laughs> into his old, dusty grave. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> so, there you go. The finals. Review, review, Term Random Movies 9. Brewster's Millions versus the Grand Budapest Hotel. The winner of that match will be reviewed by us at a later date that's right two comedies two comedy that's true i think this is the first time that's happened that we've got two two comedies yeah that the one that i can remember anyway i don't yeah. <laughs> what do we have any, any other co oh, uhf is a comedy but i don't remember what yeah, that i guess you call it a comedy <laughs> <laughs> i don't remember what it went up against but uh well yeah all right yeah. i'm into it so yeah, Bruiser's Millions versus Grand Budapest Hotel. Winner will be reviewed by us at a later date, which will lead us into review, view, term, random movies ten, starting next week. Oh my lordy, review! We're, review. At, the, we're at the big one zero, Troy. That's right, Turny X. <laughs> Turny X. <laughs> R R X. <laughs> oh my god, I'm in it. I'm in it to win it. Uh, well, is that going to just lead us right into the top of the hour, right into the main event? I think we're at the main event, Troy. In fact, it is at the top of the hour right now. Just three minutes past. If you set your Jesus. watches, set your How watches. Fucking good are are we? <laughs> we finally hit a stride. Years into this, years. <laughs> uh, we are talking about best in show tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, this movie's ca um, this movie came out September nineteen, the year two thousand. Uh, budget two thousand. <laughs> budget of ten million dollars domestically, raked in eighteen point seven. Worldwide, only two million dollars more. So the total gross being twenty million dollars, uh, doubling its budget. So I don't know how well it did. Really, probably not. Probably not too well. Yeah. <laughs> um, but critically, it did fairly good. Rotten Tomatoes has this at 94%. Ooh. Uh, IMDb 7.4 out of 10. Metacritic 78%. And Hub's Movie Reviews gives it 7.5 out of 10. So nearly consistent scores all the way through. Even with Hub's. <laughs> hub's in there. <laughs> Hanging with Hub's. <laughs> uh... Yeah, this uh, Premiere Magazine voted this as one of the 50 greatest comedies of all time in 2006. 
Jeez. Uh, so there you have that. I don't know where it ranks now in 2020. Is Premiere Magazine still a thing? Who knows? Don't Who know knows? at all. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, uh, according to Fred Willard, who we are commemorate, commemorating this review for, uh, his last day of shooting, uh, he waited so long in his trailer to come out that he decided that he wanted to quit acting until he finally got to set. <laughs> and what the funny thing is, it only took him two days to shoot this movie. <laughs> like he was only on set for two days. <laughs> so, yeah, he's only, yeah. He's only in like the last maybe 45 minutes of this movie. Right. In, in fact, for a little bit, I thought like we may have made a mistake and Fred Willard wasn't in this movie. <laughs> because <laughs> i'm like i was just waiting for him to show up and i'm like is he gonna be one of the judges i i have no idea oh he's in one of the judges okay great so this is like actually one of the first or this is the actually the first time i've seen this movie i actually thought i have seen it but i must have been thinking about some other movie because when i started i'm like i've never seen this movie before <laughs> <laughs> i've ever seen like a christopher guest like type mockumentary movie even yes and i think i was confusing it um, with one of the other ones that he's done, but now okay. that one is escaping me for whatever reason. But, um, but yeah. So what? Uh, what's Best in Show all about? Well, we fall. It's as I said before. It's a mockumentary where we follow a uh, a bunch of different people that are entering dogs into the what was like the Millbank Dog the, Show, the Mayflower, the Mayflower. Yeah, the Mayflower Dog Show. In Philadelphia, and you get to kind of know all of them, including uh, uh, the Flex and uh... <laughs> the rest. Yeah, yeah, yeah the rest. <laughs> there's like there's like a weird yuppie couple known as the Swans. Yep. Um, there's a uh, there's like a gay couple. Uh, there's like a weird redneck dude that loves fly fishing. Just <laughs> yep, all all different kinds of people, and you get to kind of know all of them and uh, all of their interests outside of dog shows, as well as their dogs, as they enter the Mayflower Dog Show and see who could possibly be, as the title says, best in show. That's right. Um, yeah, I. Uh, I was really uh, astounded by the amount of like comedic talent in this movie. Like I knew that there there was, but like n going that I went into this movie rather blind and only knowing a few people that were in it in general. Like it's got obviously Fred Willard in it, Eugene Levy, Kathleen O'Hara, which are actually a couple in it. It's funny that they're also a couple in Schitt's Creek. Uh, yeah, I think they work together a lot in in different things. Mm. Uh, and I think they always end up playing a couple. I'm always like, are they? They're not married. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> uh, Jennifer Coolidge is in this. Parker Posey, Michael Hitchcock. Um, we got Bob Balaban, uh, Will Sasso, Christopher Guest. Yeah, even, is yeah, even a like character. people like Will Sasso that just they're like a nothing role in it. They just kind of show up. <laughs> yeah, Michael McKean, John Michael Higgins. They played like the gay couple. God, I I want to talk about that gay couple. God damn it. <laughs> uh, Jane Lynch is in this. Yeah, like a young Jane Lynch. Yep. 
uh, Larry Miller, Ed Begley Jr. Like, a, a, it's that's like the the huge chunk right there. But like, it's uh, it's a huge cast, and and they only gotten like bigger after like two thousand. I mean, I think Eugene Levy at this point was pretty big. I don't know when the American Pie movies yeah. came out. Probably a few years after this. But um, yeah, it was like uh, yeah, I think. Eugene Levy and maybe Michael McKean were kind of at their plateau at their plateau around this point, but everyone else just kind of grew from here. Mm-hmm. Which is insane because they probably been working forever until finally, like, they hit some <laughs> like this movie to like show what they actually got. Because then after this, like Jane Lynch, I think she actually got big in Forty Year Old Virgin, which is just a couple years after yeah. this. But then ever since, then she went into Glee. Then she, and yeah, just... then she really blew up in Glee. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I love the cast in this movie and I love that most of it, I think is improv like, and I think it is too. Yeah. Or at least they just have like a, like a, like kind of like a premise and then they build off of that through yeah. improv. And I think you, in a mockumentary type thing, it's easier to do that rather than like a whole scripted thing. But I was even reading that the, the narrative outline for this was only 16 pages long. So, <laughs> yeah. So he had an idea of what he wanted to do. And because you can f- shoot it in this mockumentary style, you can just sit down and do however many takes. And I guess there was like 60 hours of footage. <laughs> and so they like just took whatever was the best. Yeah. What I also read too and, uh, is that they were there, trying there are to... Like some scene, there are like some scenes where like it feels like they're doing like a yes and type thing. Like especially the part where he's like... <laughs> Like uh, Eugene Levy and Catherine O'Hara talk about the first time they dance, and it was like it was like you had two left feet. And there was like this pause, and he's like, "Well, yeah, that's because I have two left feet." And they do this whole <laughs> thing about how he has actually two left feet. <laughs> I thought that was gonna come into play later, like, and it never did. It was just like this no, it does at the end. But it... at the end, when he has to show off the dog, and they're like, "Does he have two left feet?" But I thought it was gonna come into play where like. His two left feet wouldn't be able to make him go into the the circle that they wanted him to go around the podiums, and it'd be like a whole deal because he had to take over the dog or whatever <laughs> like that. That's what I thought. That would be a good bit. That would be a good bit. <laughs> and then uh, they had like characters like the swans or like the catalog people, who apparently Christopher Guest Holy like fuck. like thought of that like years ago and wanted to incorporate him in something, and then here they are in this. <laughs> <laughs> They're so. I feel so bad for their dog. <laughs> no wonder their dog fucking hated everything. <laughs> I love it. It's like, they're just like a super toxic couple that just project all their problems on the dog. Like, it's all the dog's fault. At first, because I thought they were going to... You gonna... see? The dog's so stressed. Look at him. He's so stressed out while they're like the only ones yelling. <laughs> I thought they were going to be like the main people of the movie at first. And because they start out in the beginning in that therapist room about having yeah. like they're trying experimental sex and their dog walked in and now is depressed or whatever <laughs> which I thought was pretty good uh then uh they aren't though i'm glad it splits it up between i think my favorite character is the one played by christopher guest himself the guy who has the bloodhound oh, my oh God. yes oh i was gonna say that yeah <laughs> The freaking uh, Harlan. You know that was actually Christopher Guest himself. Yeah, it was Harlan Pepper. <laughs> yeah, Harlan Pepper is amazing. My favorite thing, the thing that made me laugh the most is when he's in his RV to go to the show and he's like, you know, I used to be able to name every kind of nut. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, 
Wait, macadamia. No, that's that's the, that's what get her. Right. <laughs> right. Hey, Harlan, quit naming nuts. <laughs> I don't know why, but that got me laughing so hard. You know, I used to be able to name every nut. <laughs> you know, like peanut, cashew nut, macadamia nut. Oh, my God. That'd get my mom going. That'd like, get, get her going. Harlan, quit my naming opinion. nuts. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. And I need to get, like, super obscure to be like, all, all, all natural white pecan nut. <laughs> He's like, at first, I couldn't understand some of what he's saying. He's like Boomhauer on freaking King of the Hill or something like yeah. that. But I think I love him the most. I don't know why. He just, <laughs> everything he said is just great. But, and then, <laughs> but, and I mean, it is split between like him, Eugene Levy's really great in this. Um, and then the, the gay couple, Michael McKean and John Michael Higgins are really great as well. Yeah. Oh my god. I think they're they're yeah, it's between those those two groups are probably my favorite cuz it's just <laughs> like Michael McKean and John Michael Higgins. I they they actually have like a really good couple's chemistry. Yeah, like the really whole thing do. where like John Michael Higgins is constantly horny and Michael McKean is like you stop. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was me and Molly were losing it, like, when they're in the butcher shop in the beginning. <laughs> and just out of nowhere, like, John Michael Higgins is like, just give me a log of bologna. I want to hold it. Yeah, let me just get a, let, let me just see one of those pepperonis over there. <laughs> I just want to hold one of those pepperonis. And then Michael McKean's like, oh, stop it. You stop. But they, they genuinely did have great, like, couple chemistry in this. It was really good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they felt like an actual couple. Like that's almost kind of like the more endearing part about him. Where it was like, yeah, like John Michael Higgins like, strikes you as like that. He was like the crazy one, and that just kind of came across the guy that helped him settle down a little bit, but like not enough where like he's still kind of crazy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, I love when they're packing for the trip, and he's like, "Do you really need six kimonos? We're gonna be there for forty-eight hours. Forty-eight hours? Oh well, uh, here's eight. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. I'm going to need seven. (laughs) (laughs) Seven kimonos. (laughs) Oh, my God. But, I mean, last but not least, like, Fred Willard, when he finally makes his appearance in this, is amazing. And I guess... Oh, my God. So I tried to find, like, as many Fred Willard, like, things in in the trivia as much as I could. So, like, he only took two days to shoot this. Uh, the, yeah. the trailer thing. Actually, Christopher Guest told him to absolutely stay away from any dog knowledge ever. Like, he doesn't want him to know anything. And so yes. his, uh, his partner announcer actually learned a ton to the point where, like, people think he just knows a ton about dogs, but he doesn't. He just did a <laughs> bunch of research about dog show stuff. And Fred Willard obviously went in and just, it seemed like he ad-libbed everything. <laughs> Oh my god. His his one-liners are great. Like, Fred Willard's character reminds me so much of, like, just to go a little wrestling nerd here. So there was, like, a time, I think it was, like, King, it was, like, a King of the Ring or something. They brought in, like, uh, I think it was, like, a football coach called Art Donovan. (laughs) Oh, I know where this is going. And, like, he came (laughs) coach. 
And, like, he didn't know shit about wrestling. So, like, anytime someone would come out, like, his big thing would be like, Hey, how much does this guy weigh? <laughs> <laughs> it's so good it made it into the Botchamania intro. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, look up, look up Art Donovan WWF, and it's just... You can hear, like, the other announcers getting just fed up with him because he knows nothing about wrestling and he's just act- asking stupid questions. And he's like, wow, this guy's a really good actor! <laughs> <laughs> like, oh. on the commentary of, like, a wrestling pay-per-view. <laughs> oh my god. But, like, that's what, like, Fed will remind me of, where it's just He's like a guy they bring in for his namesake. Like you don't, I don't know who he's supposed to be in this in this world, but you just gonna get the idea that like he's known for something, and they brought him in for his namesake because he knows jack shit about what's <laughs> going on. He's just asking the dumbest fucking question. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, he <laughs> he definitely made the latter half of this. Like, it, it, I just wanted him to keep talking and just say the most random shit. Like, when he gets in that, like, semi-argument about, like, who discovered America. With <laughs> because why do you call it the Mayflower, like, championship or whatever? Or something like that? Yeah, that like, was pretty get, great. confused with Christopher Columbus and the guy's like, oh, I don't think you're right. Like, well, we'll, we'll, let, we'll let history decide that. It <laughs> 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 is, like, the quintessential, like, well, uh, I mean, we'll... We'll, we'll figure this out later. Like, <laughs> like, so I'm going just through IMDb trivia just to find, or uh, more quotes to see if I can find anything. Like, after uh, the... Oh, I love, like, when he, in that same conversation when he first starts it, and he's, like, talking, like, the guy has a doctorate in, like, whatever, and he's like, so let me ask you, let me ask you something. I think like I might have some bursitis in my shoulder. What do you think that's from? And he's like, I'm not that kind of doctor. I know, we're having fun. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're all having fun here. Or like when the swan's dog jumps onto the, uh, like the judge or whatever. <laughs> He's like, wow, he went at, she went at her like she was a ham. <laughs> Here's another one. And to think that in some countries these dogs are eaten. <laughs> Oh yeah! <laughs> I know he's he just oh my god, and they let him go for a while too. There's like long, there's like long portions where they you're just watching dogs walk around a ring, and it's just Fred Willard talking to this freaking dog expert, and he's just being the most like dense personality, and I oh. He makes, yeah, he makes, like, the like the second half of this whole movie. For sure. I uh, I actually really enjoy, once they finally get to the Best in Show Championship, because, like, everyone's, like, true colors fly out. Like, <laughs> everyone is, like, who they're all built up to be. I kind of uh, miss, like, a little bit more of the talking head type stuff, because I really enjoy that. And, yeah. like, hearing all the improv, but I really, uh, I really like that. Especially... The commentary just kills me. But uh, I, this, I would say, like, it definitely um, it, it definitely made it into, like, one of my probably, like, would go back to 
comedies. There's not a whole lot that I would just like frequently visit more, but like this is one that I think it would grow on me more and more every time I see it. You know? Oh yeah. I don't uh, like well last week when we talked about doing this, I was I just brought up that we're uh, to Molly that we we're gonna watch it. And she's like, oh, I kind of want to see it now. And I was like, well, I want to watch it before the show, too. So I just bought it since I knew I was going to watch it twice. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of glad I did buy it. Cause it's, it's, there's so many bits in it. Like, I would not be opposed to, like, revisiting this. Like, I watched it again today before we started just so I could have it fresh in my memory. And I was, like, I was just as entertained this time as I was when I watched it, like, the, the end of last week. Yeah. So yeah, it's oh, it's so like just all the relationships you see throughout it. Where like Jane Lynch is playing like a like a prototype of Tiger King, where she's like fucking like <laughs> she's got like Jennifer Coolidge. Like you can you can almost kind of tell Jennifer Coolidge isn't gay. She's just really susceptible to whatever Jane Lynch is doing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's like they do all this shit. Where I love that whole fucking talking head they do. Where, like, Jane Lynch is comparing it to her parents, where, like, the dad was the authoritative one, and she's like, well, I'm, like, the father, and and she's, like, the mother. My mother was un- unconditionally loved us, and would always go with what we were doing, and we loved her for it, and it, it worked out perfectly until she killed herself in 1981. <laughs> 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 like, it just builds up to that point, and they just cut it right there, and... <laughs> You're just like, fuck! <laughs> and then, I love it that you sit in that silence for like two seconds and nobody <laughs> says anything and then it cuts to something completely different. <laughs> it's so good. Oh and my then God. Uh, Eugene Levy and Catherine O'Hara's uh, whole thing is so good too. Just the fact that Catherine O'Hara was such a loose woman in her day and they just <laughs> run into people that she banged. <laughs> yeah, literally all the time. It's not treated like it's not even like treated like a bad thing either. Like it's almost kind of like when you run into like an old high school, like or into, like an old high school classmate. Like they never like treat it like like it's like something dirty. It's just like remember that time when <laughs> yeah, in the yeah. roller coaster. Like, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, but it's like, but it's because of sex. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but sex. Yeah, but sex. Oh my god! <laughs> like Eugene Levy's just like awkward in the background. <laughs> like, I, I like, they're, like the low key best parts. Like it's like a super small part, but like um, uh, like the the bald dude that's like in everything when they go to his mm-hmm. house. Mm-hmm. Like he is like one of the low key favorite characters in this <laughs> because he's so fucking insane when he talks about his job. <laughs> when the guy's head gets stuck in a gargoyle yeah. <laughs> i'm a hostage negotiator I was like oh have they ever saved anybody no you never save people in hostage negotiations <laughs> <laughs> and he's just talking about this guy just fucking getting totally disemboweled on a gargoyle <laughs> <laughs> And then, and like his kid is like standing on top of a shed with like their dog, and he's like, "Hold on, I'm a hostage negotiator. This is my job." And he's like, "I'm gonna put this thumb through your fucking eye." <laughs> <laughs> it was like, oh my god, just even like the, the small like bit characters that come in on this, 
<laughs> they make the most of the time they're given. And that's, oh holy God. shit. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> Just to, to backtrack to Eugene Levy for a minute, his fucking fake teeth that he has in there were cracking me freaking up. His big old buck teeth that he had right in the front. God, what a weird choice <laughs> just to have these freaking teeth. But like, right, like one of their first like talking heads when it's like, uh, he's like talking about his wife, uh, Cookie. Uh, yeah, she had a she had dozens of boyfriends. <laughs> she goes hundreds, hundreds, hundreds. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, hundreds. Well, <laughs> and then he's like. Well, I don't uh, know about that. Not that I uh, didn't have quite the reputation myself. Yeah. I, was... I was quite a cat noble back in my day. <laughs> yeah, it was like his prom picture. He's like fucking cross-eyed. <laughs> With a <laughs> bowl cut. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was quite the Casanova myself in that freaking picture with the showing like the ugliest person alive. Oh my god. <laughs> Man, I don't know. Just even like the bits that are like I like I the thing I appreciate about comedies like this is like I feel like comedies nowadays, they're they'll just do shit like expecting you to laugh. And like in something like this like, they do funny shit, like, not expecting you to laugh. Like, they don't, like, do it being like, oh, this is going to get a good laugh. They just kind of do it naturally. Yeah. Like, I think mo most of the comedy of this is just, they actually seem like actual people sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> like, that whole part where they're having the party, and they're like, so what are you going to do when you're down in Philadelphia? And he's like, well, you know, we're going to go see the Liberty Bell, and then we're going to try and see where they make the cream cheese. And, huh! They're gonna go see where to make the cream cheese. <laughs> 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 like, <laughs> it was like I, I know people that would respond that exact same way. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. Like, well, I'm gonna go see where they make the light cream cheese. <laughs> <laughs> and it just gets the biggest laugh out of everybody. Like, oh yeah, like that's that's the kind of town we live in. For sure, shit like that. For sure. <laughs> But yeah, I think those comedies like are more evergreen and people will v revisit way more like this and like Mike Judge stuff like Office Space, Extract, things like that, like where it's like, he, you know, people like that in these movies. And it's like real people foibles that you find funny because they're it like really harkens back to something in real life, whereas like something yeah. like. I don't know, the hangover or something. Yeah, it's funny the first time you see it, but then you're yeah. just fucking sick of it because it's like, it tries to like up the ante on everything and everything's super extreme and like, like uh, raunchy and all that stuff. Like raunchy's funny sometimes, but like this isn't, this is rated PG. And like, so yeah. I would more or less go back to this than I would. I, I like the hangover or whatever whatever comedy yeah. that comes out now you know what i mean even like even like something as early as like stuber where it's like <laughs> I, i'm not gonna hold stuber on like the high echelon of comedies but it's like you watch something like that it you can tell they do scenes because they think it's gonna be funny whereas in this like it's just kind of like yeah, this might be funny right like, they're not i don't think they put the pressure on themselves that it's like this is going to be so fucking funny. Right. 
and right. it, it, like it, it, and it's like that kind of confidence that makes it funny. Right. Like it's, it, it's like you can almost kind of see the desperation in the comedy of today's comedy movies, where they they they're trying so hard to make you laugh, where it's like just stop, just stop. Right. They're trying to it's kill okay. every time. <laughs> Whereas, yeah. like, there's... It's okay. Just, no, just, shh, shh, shh. Just calm down. It's fine. You're fine. Let's yeah. go to the next scene. You're fine. For it's sure. Okay. It's over. It is like that. And, like, I I was actually surprised to see that this was made in 2000. Granted, that was 20 years ago. Um, but I thought it was, like, it, like maybe uh, the mid-90s this came out. But yeah. But apparently, I'm, that's just something that I thought of that I wrote down. <laughs> but, uh, I, uh... Yeah, I, I was really uh, surprised with how much I liked Best in Show. Not that, not necessarily surprised, but like I heard it was always great, and you talked it up a little bit last week. And I usually trust your judgment on stuff, but like I, I went into it and I ended up liking it quite a bit. So, Best in Show. Uh, what would uh, do you have any other notes before I go on to like grading stuff? Ah, uh, <clears throat> not really. Like. Yeah, you know, when I brought this up last week, I brought it up mainly just based off of the recommendations of just what I was seeing online. Because I wanted to do something. At first, I was thinking like doing like a poll or something where it's like, okay, let's find like some really good Fred Willard roles, and then we'll just kind of like play it off there with like a, a poll or something. Because I was like, like this came to mind, and like Anchorman and other things. But when I was going online and like just looking up like Fred Willard roles and like how people were remembering them, like almost unanimously everyone was like man he was the best like pun intended best and best in show (laughs) (laughs) and like i was like god i mean yeah i kind of remember him being good in it but i remember him being like like that good like i granted i haven't seen it in like when this ever since this came out but then revisiting i'm like holy shit he like totally steals like the second half of this movie (laughs) (laughs) for sure so i was like yeah this is like the perfect I feel like this is, like, the perfect remembrance of Fred Willard is a movie like this where, like, going off the cuff, being, like, as dense as possible, and I think that was, like, his best comedy where he was just, he was, like, the well-spoken, dense guy in the crowd, in the, in the scene, mm-hmm. and, like, that's him in this entire, like, second half of this movie, so, yeah, and then even beyond that, just everyone in this just adds like their own personality to it and makes their characters different and just fun to watch. Like I, yeah, just watching this another time. I didn't even know I liked it as much as I did until I watched it again this past week. And I'm like, fuck, I really, really like best in show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I am, I am 100% behind you. Um, now, I'm just going to say a, just a disclaimer. Is it my favorite comedy of all time? No, it probably isn't. But it is one that I would love to go back to more often than others. So with that, yeah. I'll probably rate this uh, like a B plus. Yeah, I, I'm i going to give it a little higher grade. I'm going to give it like an A. Because oh I maybe it's just word. because I'm sick of current <laughs> comedies where they try way too hard and... Something like this is such a breath of fresh air where I'm gonna just gonna give it all the grades <laughs> because yeah. I miss comedies like this. I yeah. don't see them enough. Yeah, and especially with people so talented like this, 
<sighs> I I miss good comedies, Troy. I miss them so I, much. I'm right um, there with you. I'm not disagreeing with you at all. <laughs> I so yeah, I'm gonna give this an A just based on the fact that I miss I miss good comedies. Very good. <laughs> well, there you have it. Best in show nearly took best in show itself. How about that? Yes. R.I.P. Fred Willard. For sure. Um, did you watch? <laughs> did you watch that uh, that uh, skit with him as the carnival? guy yet oh shit no i didn't i totally forgot about it uh, fuck you have to watch it in between shows okay i will so we can talk about it, holy shit is it good it's on youtube all right great um <laughs> <It's so good. laughs> were you into anything else this last week well um i'll talk about hbx hbo max later but uh so i have this uh app on my phone that gives you like the most popular things that are being streamed based on like the streaming services you have so uh, I watched this movie called The Lodge, which is on Hulu, and uh, I guess it's like one of the most streamed uh, movies on, like, that's going right now, and it's a horror movie, so I was like, okay, I'll check it out, and it's weird as fuck. <laughs> yeah, I've actually heard about The Lodge. Um, I have no knowledge of it, but I know that it's fairly popular. Yeah, and, and I've been... I haven't heard, like, a lot of outright reviews for it or whatever, but I've been, like, seeing it pop up, like, here and there, where I'm like, well, I guess it's a big deal. <laughs> so, <laughs> sure. I, uh, so I watched it last night, and, like, the, the, the in- interesting thing it has going for it is, like, you can tell it's a horror movie because it's just by how, like, it presents itself, but it has so many red herrings going for itself that you have no idea who the fucking antagonist and protagonist is until like the last half hour of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> really? That sounds yeah, interesting. So like, so like the premise is like, uh, so this, uh, <clears throat> it starts off with this guy is, uh, getting a divorce from his wife and his wife takes it by like killing herself, which is one of the most, one of the most out of nowhere suicide scenes I've ever seen in my entire life. Cause <laughs> the mom is like sitting at a dinner table, like acting like she's just getting things together. And then out of nowhere, she just pulls a pistol out of her purse and shoots herself in the head. Damn. You're like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> like I was watching this in bed with Molly falling asleep next to me. And I almost yelled, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so yeah so so from there he they had they had two kids together and uh the they're kind of uh and when she committed suicide because he talked about how he was going to get married to this other woman and uh so like they both the kids blame her for their mom's death and like they look more into her history and like i guess they met because like the dad was doing like an expose on cults and she was the only member of the cult that was still alive because the rest of them committed suicide. Mm-hmm. And there's like this huge rumor that she was supposed to spread the word of this cult. So like, they think like they're like, she's trying to like, uh, take over their dad or whatever. So like you go into this where like you think, okay, so either, the new wife is going to be like the horror kind of aspect of it where she's trying to like sacrifice the kids or whatever. 
but then like there's certain points where like the kids are like super fucking homicidal where like there's a scene where she falls into like they're like ice skating and she falls through some like thin ice and uh there's like this fucking awesome scene where like the dad's trying to save her and then the daughter runs over like she's going to try and save her too but instead she grabs the doll that fell in the ice next to her and then runs away from him where <laughs> it's like she could give less of a fuck about the about this new wife so then like you're led to believe well maybe the kids are like being homicidal maybe they're like fucking with her and then and then there's like parts where it's like it seems like it's like maybe the lodge itself is uh like haunted I don't know, like, it's just all in all, like, you have no idea who is fucking the main antagonist in this whole thing until, like, the last half hour, and the last half hour is fucking stupid. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> it is so dumb, and it's, the events that lead off of it are, like, holy fuck, ugh. I almost kind of want us to do it because it is oh, so fucking God. like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> All right. Well, but, yeah. Like I, 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 I want to like look up some reviews of this to see like what people are really into because it's like, <sighs> like I, don't, I almost couldn't get into it because there's so many fucking red herrings. They really want you to be like, I mean, it's a horror movie, but what's the horror aspect? And you're like, just <laughs> tell me. <laughs> well, and then when they finally get around to what it is, you're like, "Really? Okay." <laughs> <laughs> and that leads you down even like further rabbit hole where you're like, "Jesus Christ, this is fucked." So I don't know. It it's I don't even know if I like it or don't like it. It was just out there. So yeah, the lodge. All Check right, it out. I guess. Check it out. Well, if it if it's on Hulu for free, so what do you it's got? On to Hulu lose? for free, and it's like one of the most streamed things going right now. So I don't I don't know what the appeal is, but yeah, it's 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 out there. All right. Um. Well, I haven't been into much like at all. I I actually had to go back to work for the first time this last weekend. Yeah. Uh. So my schedule is totally flip flopped. Like I'm working through the weekends now and like a four day on three day off type thing. So I don't know. I'm not into much of anything. I, I would like to promote one thing if I could. And this is a total unpaid sponsorship, <laughs> total unpaid promotion. <laughs> but, uh, Hey, everyone should get Febreze wood. <laughs> Febreze? <laughs> Febreze wood. They make a wood. Yeah. Scent? Yeah. I, uh, so the local Walmart, <laughs> right, right next to, like, close to us, just started doing, like, pickup deliveries, right? So you could go and just have your, order your groceries online, go pick it up, and go home. But they gave us, like, because it was the first day that they did it, they, um, had, like, a goodie bag, and inside was, like, little Febreze, like, scents, and they have, like, some new, like, I guess, freaking premium ones <laughs> or something, and... <laughs> Uh, so me and C Danger bought the Febreze wood scent and it is awesome. I have it in my room right now spraying it. I've been spraying it this whole time. Oh my god, it's got like a cologne musky type smell that and also kind of smells like cedar. 
Oh, oh my god. So, Febreze wood. Check it out sometime. <laughs> You're stung me on this wood. It's great wood. I'm going to tell you that. <laughs> but that's all I've been into. Alright, well, uh, also, I, uh, I got HBO Max today. I, yes. I haven't seen gone through a lot of it, but there are there are some noteworthy things about it. Okay. Um, I brought this up while we were trying to figure shit out when we were losing connection at yeah. one point. Yeah. <laughs> but um, they do have uh, a few episodes of uh, some classic Looney Tunes. Yes. And I am nostalgic as fuck over it. I, uh, you were kind of mentioning that and I am jealous. I might just, even before I go to bed, cancel my now and go get the max and just <laughs> cycle through yeah, it for like a little bit. You can definitely, you can definitely tell that they're picking and choosing what episodes from, uh, that they're putting on there because, uh, Looney Tunes was definitely made, made, to, in a different time. <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> but uh, from the few that I've watched so far there there's still some good ones on there good so yeah I because when I saw that they were doing Looney Tunes stuff I thought it was just gonna be strictly new Looney Tunes stuff and I was like ah, it's not gonna be the same no but yeah no there's there's some classic ones on there they even as far back classic as like when like they originally introduced Porky Pig like when it was black and white too so I almost kind of want to go back and watch some of those super old ones too sweet deal um yeah I've been wa I've been trying to find like old classic uh Looney Tunes stuff that me and my brothers had when we were kids like from old like the six hour VHS tapes of like classic cartoons or whatever and some of those are like really good but I've never been able to find them anywhere and I even tried like um on YouTube, some channels have like remastered collections or whatever on there, but they they must be like the hard to get ones that can never be found. But so I'm yeah. hoping they have them on there. So I might I want to check those out because I would love to show Macy some of those. Yeah. No, it's oh yeah, it's it's fun. And then they even have like a they have like hubs, like just like different things that are. Uh, like contributing to HBO Max, and they have like a Turner Classic Movies hub, where oh, it's cool. like a whole bunch of like old movies. Because like, I almost want to go through those and watch some of those too. Right on, I'd be into like, that. Like they have too. like Casablanca and like Gone with the Wind and Ben Hur and good freaking deal. Yeah. Like yeah. they have like a whole they have like a whole like section of Charlie Chaplin movies. Really, God, I yeah. am freaking missing out here. <laughs> yeah, so I'm, I, so I'm like, I'm kind of pumped. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go through some of these and fucking watch this shit. Cool. All right. Well, uh, good deal. Uh, so you would recommend people to upgrade to Max if they already getting now? I'd say so. Like from what I've seen so far, like it's pretty much HBO with just some added things here and there. Like I think I tweeted this earlier that they have classic Looney Tunes and the entire series of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. That's like worth the price of a mission alone. <laughs> Good freaking deal. Sweet. Um, well, uh, if people want to hit up what is on HBO Max, where could they do that with you? Hey, you can always find me at Bucky Fervin on Twitter, also Bucky Fervin on Instagram, and Bucky Fervin on Snapchat. Troy! You can find me at Troy to the Max on Twitter. You can find both me and JT 
on Review Review Pod on Twitter as well. While there, you can vote for the Tournament of Random Movies, which is in its finals. JT, what are the finals? Hey, it is Brewster's Millions versus the Grand Budapest Hotel. Blood for blood. Let's make it happen, yeah. folks. <laughs> uh, you can find all of our new episodes uploaded onto reviewreviewpod.podbean.com. That is our hosting site, but we are found almost on any other podcasting channel there is. So Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. But if you are an Apple Podcast listener, you can rate and review us there because that helps other people find the show as well. And if you want to write in, you can do so at reviewreviewpod at gmail.com. That's the show. Bada boom! It is the show, Troy. Yes. So no, no one, no, no people might know this, but uh, <laughs> I gave you the reins. Yeah. For the next pick, for the show. Yes. And I am on bated breath. What are we reviewing next week, Troy? Well, I don't know if this is going to surprise you or not. Uh, okay. But this just dropped on Netflix, so it's a free, free to watch for anybody with Netflix out there. But Uncut Gems just dropped on Netflix. Ooh. And I have yet Adam to see it. Adam Sandler might actually be good. Yeah, and I have yet to see it. So I want to check it out. All right. That sounds good to me. Cool. Uncut Gems. Watch it for Uncut next week. Gems. But before we get to Uncut Gems, we are diving back into Star Warrantine. And we are diving right. into Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith, on Monday. I am so curious on what old Hot Take Havens has to say about this. Because <laughs> sure. I, I think I've, I've developed some opinions based on this viewing of it, too. Okay. Um, well, I'll get into more of that on Monday. So, until then, JT, I've been short of the Max Extreme. I am JT3K. And we are off. <laughs>